And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Welcome to the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is my show. I'm an educator, a family man, a fitness lover, and a guy that's just dedicated to helping you live your best life. The goal of my podcast is to share inspiring stories from the most brilliant minds in education, world-class athletes, and influential individuals on the planet to help young people find out what makes great people great. So whether you're a student in my classroom, a scholar from around the country, or just someone who's a kid at heart, get ready for cutting-edge, non-run-of-the-mill content to help you be the best grown-up you can be. So without further ado, let's learn how to be a grown-up. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you are joining me, I am so glad that you are here I am humbled that you and I can connect and commune on these higher ideas together. And I'm just profoundly grateful that you would take the time out of your busy day, out of your busy schedule to listen. As always, my name is Eric Andrus, and this is the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast, the show that I created for you, my wonderful young men and powerful young women, to help you remember, to help you realize that you have a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to live extraordinary lives. Today, I have a wonderful guest for you guys. I got a chance to sit down with Vishen Lakiani of uh, Mind Valley. It's this wonderful company that's helping kids the world over educate themselves about the power of learning, mindfulness, and other holistic elements. I'm so excited for you guys to be able to get a chance to listen to this conversation, and I'm going to tell you a lot more about Vision at the top of our show together, but here at the top of our podcast, I wanted to talk about why I was so interested in having him on the show. But I want to start with this quote from the novelist Louis Lemur. Uh, He wrote this. Actually, all education is self-education. A teacher is only a guide to point out the way and no school, no matter how excellent, can give you education. What you receive is like the outlines in a child's coloring book. You must fill in the colors yourself. Ladies and gentlemen... One of the things that I think is causing this darkness, one of the things that I think is causing this sadness, this heartache, this tension, this heartbreak in our country today is that people have lost that spark of learning. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, that every single day that you wake up, each person that you meet, each situation or scenario that you encounter is a potential teacher 
You have the opportunity every single day to act as if your new 24 hours is a blank page on which you can write a new narrative, not only for yourself, but for the people that you encounter and those that you love. You have a new opportunity to fill your story with new ideas, with powerful stories from the people around you. You have an opportunity to educate yourself. Get out there, ladies and gentlemen, and experience new music. If you haven't taken in uh, music on the radio today, do so. If you're a person that only listens to the top 40, go back and listen to some classics. Honestly, listen to an old Coltrane album and just understand that he, it will change the face of how you view jazz. Pick up a new book, ladies and gentlemen, and be transported to a new world. Find yourself in fiction or nonfiction, bettering your emotional and intellectual understanding of the world. If you're a person that sticks with a very close group of friends, if you're a little bit introverted, like I'll be honest, I am a little bit. If you are that person, find a stranger today to talk to. Find someone new that you can learn their story, that you can hear where they grew up, that you can hear what it was like for them to go to high school, what it was like for them to get their first job, what it's like for them now. Find out what makes them tick and then share your story with them. Ladies and gentlemen, you have this beautiful opportunity in front of you right now in this bleeding edge of this moment to make a choice. You can make the choice to stay where you are. You can make the choice to live in neutral, to live stagnant, to live just parked at the red light, or you can make the choice to educate yourself with new ideas, new things, new opportunities every day. And even if those new things don't ring true to you, even if you disagree with the ideas or opinions that are coming to you, that doesn't mean that they're not valuable. When we can educate ourselves on those things, then we open up dialogues. One of the biggest problems in our country today is that people are not talking to each other. We are talking to our own tribes and to nobody else. We are surrounding ourselves. We are circling uh, the wagon carts and telling ourselves that only those that agree with us are the only people that matter. When in reality, just by the fact that you are listening to this, just by the fact that you could be counted among the 7.2 billion people that exist on this planet at this moment, that means you matter. That means that you're a person of powerful worth. That means that you are someone, you are a unique combination of molecules that has never before occurred in the history of humanity. And that means you matter. So educate yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Over the course of this conversation, I want you guys to ask yourself that question. Am I asking questions? Am I seeking new ideas? Am I learning not only about my friends, but about my enemies as well? Ladies and gentlemen, you are worth that time. You are worth that work. You are a being of hope and love. And I believe in your ability to change the world. All right, guys, just a little bit of housekeeping here. 
Look, I love doing this podcast. This podcast has been such a gift to my life. But I don't make a dime off of it. In fact, I've spent a substantial amount of money to bring the messages of these beautiful interviewees to you, my wonderful listeners. But one of the things that you can do that would really help me out is to leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It goes a long way to helping me bring the wonderful messages of these powerful interviewees to more people in need. Secondly, if you or someone you know is making a difference in the lives of people around you, if you're doing something positive for the love of all that's holy you email me because i want to talk to you i've gotten a chance to chat with some really wonderful people had some amazing people on the show that reached out to me people that i wasn't familiar with that shared their stories with me i am and it it's continuing to happen i'm so excited to hear what you have to say all right without further ado let's talk to vision lakiani and learn how to be a grown-up Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once more to another episode of How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast, the show that I created to help you to become the happiest, healthiest, and most extraordinary young adults that you are capable of being. Today, I truly have an amazing guest on the show for you. I am so excited to introduce you to Vision Lakiani. Mr. Lakiani is a renaissance man in every sense of the word. He is an entrepreneur, the CEO of Mind Valley, a truly revelatory and revolutionary company serving 3 million students worldwide that aims to promote wellness, mindfulness, and develop an intrinsic desire for lifelong learning in young people. It truly lives up to its tagline, an academy for things that school never taught you. He's also a speaker. He inspires people the world over to think differently about a myriad of different topics. He's also recently penned his first book, entitled The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It's a text that aims to help his readers break free of the traditionalist thinking and the light, and help them to live the lives of excellence that they deserve. It's my humble privilege and profound pleasure to have him on the show today. Vision, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, it's so nice to be here, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. Now, my first question that I want to ask you is this. As I mentioned in the introduction, you do so many different things and you wear so many different hats. When you're out and about and you're meeting someone new, maybe at a party, and they say, hey, what do you do for a living? How exactly do you answer them? Well, um, I don't get that question much anymore. What, what <laughs> Fair do I enough. do for a living? Um People kind of know about know of me. They know about my book. They know about Mind Valley. They can't figure out what it is, though. And so I tell them this, and we used the words uh, just a while ago. I say I started an online school for all the things that school never bothered to teach you, and that's my passion. My passion is to get out to the world all the stuff that we never learned when we were teenagers, yeah. stuff that I wish someone had educated me about, such as you know how to be in a healthy relationship, how to take care of my body, how to eat well, how to meditate so I can take care of my consciousness and my soul, how to enhance my creativity, all the stuff that no school forgot. I run a company that helps get these ideas out to the world. And that's how I explain what I do. 
That's really fascinating. Um, I'd love to back up a little bit. Uh, and I love bringing my kids uh, superhero origin stories, if you will, or blueprints to success that they might not see in their own home lives. And you certainly have uh, an interesting one. I'd love to know. I know that you have uh, a background in the private sector as well, and that's the thing, at least I've read, uh, that pushed you to start looking at mindfulness and meditation. I'd love to know, what was the spark that brought you from being interested in improving your own sense of mindfulness to starting a company that would give that same gift to kids? Well, what happened was, I was going through a very difficult portion of my life when I was 26 years old. So I graduated from university, the economy was bad, and I couldn't get a job. And finally, when I did get a job, it was, it was a really miserable job. I had to pick up the phone and sell technology to, law firms, to, to, to lawyers. Yikes. And there I was in San Francisco trying to sell technology to lawyers, and it was essentially what, what they call a dime for dollars job. In other words, if you made a sale, you earned money. If you did not make a sale, you didn't earn anything. The company paid no base salary. So there were some months when you would earn absolutely zero and you'd have to survive. And maybe some months when you would earn, you know, maybe 600 bucks, 1,200 bucks. So I was miserable. And what happened was, in my misery, I got on Google, because this was, this was in the early years of Google, it was about 2002. I got on Google and I can't remember what I was searching for. Maybe it was hope. Maybe it was, um, um, maybe it was an answer and I discovered a class on meditation. I took the class and it unleashed a whole range of different skills within me. And, and I started getting really good at my job. I found that within one week of taking that class, my sales ratio doubled. And it continued doubling and doubling and doubling. And so at 26 years old, four months later, I've been promoted three times. I was made director of sales wow. uh, over people much older than me because I got so good at what I was doing because I started meditating. But you see, it wasn't just that instance. There was also a situation when I was a teenager, just like much of your audience. Yeah. So when I was a teenager, um, at the age of 13, I developed something that all teenagers dread and acne. <laughs> so every day I went to school, I was called pimple face. Oh, buddy. Um, it, it was horrible. The other kids made fun of me. And I grew up with really low self-esteem. I, I just assumed I was ugly. I never went on a date with a girl until I was 22. That, that's just how it was. I, I just didn't have confidence. Yeah. And when I was 17 years old, I decided enough is enough. You know, I, I, I really hate the way I feel. I hate the way I look. Um, and I discovered a book on meditation. So I was 17 years old. So this was 19, 19, oh God, I can't remember right now. It was, it was the 1990s. And I discovered a book on meditation in my dad's bookshelf. And this book specifically was on a concept called creative visualization. I talk about it now, but uh, back then it was new. And, and you can buy the book. It's, it's called creative visualization. You can, you can Google that term. I'm uh, writing that down. Yeah. Creativevisualization.com. So what happened? This book spoke about how our bodies can respond to the, visu the visuals that we put in our head. It talked about how you can meditate. You can see your future. You can visualize your future. And you can help that come to you. And it said that it wasn't just the future, but you could visualize your, your body being healthy. You could visualize um, you overcoming illnesses faster, of course, with the help of a doctor, but, you know, still your body's natural healing happening faster. 
And one of the things that book said really intrigued me. It said that the skin was the organ of the human body that was most responsive to visualization. And it talked about how a hypnotist could hypnotize someone, make them believe that they were sitting on a beach getting a tan, and their skin would actually change color. Wow. And I thought, whoa, this is fascinating. So I started practicing creative visualization on my skin, right? And what was really mysterious is I had acne for five years. And after five weeks, it disappeared. All I would do was three times a day, I would spend five minutes visualizing my skin healing in a really beautiful way. Yeah. And in five weeks, my pimples disappeared. Wow. And my skin went back to normal. And, you know, when that happened, I started asking myself, wow, this is really phenomenal. What else can I do? And I started visualizing different things. I became a top student. I visualized myself competing in sporting events. I was the nerd, right? I was the geek. I was skinny. I was shorter than the other kids. But I visualized myself competing in a sporting event. And I got my chance. I got to compete in the U.S. Open Taekwondo Championships in 1993. And all of that was because I was meditating. I was visualizing. I would spend, I, I would meditate. Now, I was so disciplined that as a teenager, I would meditate three times a day for maybe five to ten minutes each time. I do it before hitting the school. I do it when I got back from school. And then I do it just before falling asleep. And each time I meditated, I would see a different aspect of my life and visualize that and imagine that coming true. It may be me, you know, issuing my exams. It may be my skin healing. It may be me feeling a little bit more confident uh, in who I was. Yeah. It may be me getting into a good university, which I did. But I visualized and I visualized and I visualized. And I believe that that really was how I was able to get to where I am today. And it baffled me that we don't teach this to our kids. Yeah. That's that's amazing and a, a powerful backstory. Um, I have two more questions for you. But first, I want to just take a second and say two words to you that I'm sure you don't hear nearly enough for the work that you do. And that's just a profound and a humble thank you. I, when I first came across the work that you do, I, I know this sounds silly, but I kind of got choked up because you stay, you and your company stand in this beautiful stark contrast to so much of what education is doing right now. So much of what education is doing is trying to pound out the mindfulness, trying to pound out the sense of purpose, to try and get kids to essentially be identical. And you and your company celebrates kind of the beautiful majesty that is the uniqueness in each kid and helps them to bring their unique passions and unique gifts to the world at large. So for the gifts that you have given to kids and to people the world over, I, I just want to say thank you. No problem. And I, and I really appreciate that. And for people who are listening, if, if you're a teenager, I, I have a new program that's coming out that I'm giving away for free. Okay. It's the highest quality program we've ever created. And you can get it by going to mindvalley.com forward slash extraordinary. And awesome. just register there. Typically, I give it away for people who buy my book, but you don't even have to buy the book. It's free. Just go and register. And in the program, I, I, I really help teach people to dream, to, to view their life, to overcome bad programming that I believe a industrial age education system sometimes installs within us. Yeah. And so if any of you find what I'm saying interesting, just go to mindvalley.com, extraordinary, it's completely free. Sign up and go through that course. It's called Extraordinary by Design. And it's about building an extraordinary life deliberately based on who you want to be, 
That's really fascinating. I'm, I'm excited for my kids to be able to check that out. You know, I'm going to combine these last two into one question here. Um, that, like you have said, I, I, and I think this is an ideology that we both agree with, that our schools don't necessarily teach our kids the things that they really need to be resilient, happy, and healthy adults. And it's it's why I started this podcast for my students, and it's it's also why I called it How to Be a Grown-Up. So I'd love to know, in your, uh, uh, in your opinion, what does being a grown-up mean to you? Well, it's very different, right? And no matter how much I grow up, I realize that years later, I was still a kid. <laughs> and there was still so much more I had to learn. I thought I had it all figured out when I was 27. Then at 28, I learned more stuff. And I thought I had it all figured out at 29. And when I was 30, I learned more stuff. And that pattern keeps repeating. <laughs> and honestly, Eric, and, and, and for the people listening, I don't think it's ever going to end. So what does it mean to be a grown-up? I don't know. Some people grow up at 55. Some people grow up at 26. I really don't know. But I do know this, right? Yeah. I know that the definition of success that schools, that companies, that our world sometimes tells young people they have to attain is incorrect. Yeah, it's, absolutely. it's not about the money. It's not about how you look. It's not about the thing. It's none of that. I think the definition of success is, are you happy and fulfilled with who you are? And that's one aspect of it. Are you secure in who you are? Are you able to be alone with yourself and love your own company? And I think that was the biggest thing I learned. And I learned that. And, you know, I learned that at 38. When I learned that, everything in my life changed. When I learned that, I was enough. I didn't have to prove myself to anyone. I didn't have to be the guy with the most friends or the guy with the most money. I loved myself to the point where I could be alone walking through a park and just love the beauty all around. I could be satisfied with my accomplishments and, and love myself for who I was. I didn't care about other people's criticisms or judgment or people telling me what to do. I love myself. And when I could do that, I could heal all the pain I went through as a teenager, growing up insecure, growing up bullied, growing up being told that I was ugly or I wasn't enough or inadequate or I didn't have the right grades or I wasn't the right skin color. And I think that was the moment that I grew up. Yeah. Now I know some of the kids thinking are, are, are wondering, well, then what's the point of it all? What's the point of the good grades? What's the point of building a company? What's the point of being an entrepreneur? Well, here's what I figured out, right? Yeah. I figured out that when you realize that you are enough, when you figure out that you are complete, when you love yourself enough that you don't demand love from other people, whether it's that girl you have a crush on or it's the, <laughs> the in crowd, you actually feel bolder. You feel braver. You know you can go out there and do stuff and tackle things and do big things. And if you fail, well, in the words of Marissa Peer, who's one of my favorite, favorite teachers, if you fail, it's not because you failed. It's because maybe your process was wrong, or maybe your attempt was yeah. slightly off mark. But you can go back and you can change that progress. You can change that attempt. But you were enough. You were fine. And when you do this, you become the type of person who is immune to failure. Failure doesn't hold you back. Fears don't hold you back. Because you are enough. It is only your approach that you need to adjust. And this is what, this is when you start becoming successful. You know, there were studies done. And they found that the most successful kids, not the kids who were the smartest or the kids with the best grades, they were the kids who were most willing to fail. Yeah. And so if there was one message I could leave young people with, it's 
of us at times feel that we are all alone. And the faster you can learn that you, that all the love you need comes from within, and you can give yourself permission to go out there to fail, but knowing that it doesn't change who you are. You're still that special, magical human being. That's when you're successful. That's when you start doing more in the world. That's when you start pushing humanity forward. That's when you can, you can be alone with yourself and know that you are in the most amazing company. That's when you grow up. That's amazing. You are truly a powerhouse of positivity. Um, I want to be respectful of your time here, so um, I'm going to wrap up real quick, but if you wouldn't mind hanging out for like 20 more seconds. Sure. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another powerful, compassionate, action-filled, wonderful conversation here on How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. Now, ladies and gents, stick around because I've got some takeaways for you. What a powerful force for positive change in this world, ladies and gentlemen. It was such a gift and a privilege to talk to him. Here's my takeaways, ladies and gentlemen. You have the opportunity to educate yourself. You have the opportunity to bring hope, compassion, knowledge, and mindfulness into your daily life. So do so and do it with gusto. Know that it will bring joy and hope into your life tenfold from what you have right now. All right, folks, I've been Eric Andrews. You've been awesome, and this has been the How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. Until next week, don't you forget that you have a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to live powerfully extraordinary lives. I love you whether you like it or not. All right, I'm out.